Watch who? Hello. Hello, and welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching who? Watching for the very first time. Very first time. We are actually backstage at the Doscars in our dressing room. We've each got a Terry Nation. And we're sitting here in front of our, our mirrors with all the lights round. Yeah. Before we go out, everyone, let's have a pre-show chat. <laughs> because I feel like I owe it to everybody to tell you about when I went to the Neighbours Celebration Tour yes. and had the meet and greet. <laughs> I cannot not talk about it. No, I think, like, we're just as much known for Doctor Who as Neighbours at this point, so... <laughs> yeah. So finally that day came. So there was the meet and greet first, and there was only one slight disappointment uh, in that going in, Susan Kennedy, Jackie Woodburn, was indisposed... So she wasn't actually at the meet and greet. But I did get to meet everybody else. So who was Susan? Susan Kennedy. Okay. You don't know who any of them are, do you? Anyway. Who anyone is. It was amazing. It was really, really well organised. As you queued up, you got told what was going on. They took your phone to take pictures on. And I wore a T-shirt with Toadie on and the two Ds. Obviously, in honour of the best storyline of all time, <laughs> the D storyline that brought me back watching Neighbours. So it was um, Toadie, the guy who plays Toadie, that came up to meet me first and sort of walked me over to the others. And he sort of gave me a look as like when he saw his face on my T-shirt, it was like, OK, this is a crazy fan. But no, he was really, really lovely. They were all so nice. And he signed my T-shirt as well. And I uh, got like a signed poster and got so many photos with them. And I was just talking to them about that amazing storyline. Oh, and I told them about me going into work and telling everyone about the, the storylines and everything. And they were like, oh, did you um, did you get anybody to watch? And I was like, yeah, a few people. <laughs> you did. That's how we started every Monday morning meeting. Oh, I'm glad you loved it. I'm glad you had a good time. Anyway, from one amazing show to another... We should get on to the Doskers. Yeah, we should. Are we ready? Let's head out. Yeah, get your ball gun on, Mark, and we'll uh, get out there. And here we are for the season 17 Doskers. Welcome, everybody. Here we are. We're lighting up the Eiffel Tower tonight. We're all here. We're all gathered. We've got stage. We've got all the seats out. Out in the open air tonight. <laughs> uh, was that our first open air one? No, I think we did one at um, the Seeds of Doom house outside. Oh, yeah. Everyone can land their spaceship quite easily if it's out in the open. We've got the Mervelans over there with their yep. Disco Six. We've got Scaroth, obviously. We've got Seth and Tika. They've come all this way. They're still getting on. Well, still arguing away. Seth's still trying to prove himself. We've got Skagra. And his band of zombie prisoners from Sharda. We've got obviously Daleks and Davros here. Give us a wave. How do the Daleks wave? With their plungers. Okay. <laughs> I like that your example of them waving was you waving at me. By the, <laughs> <way>. <laughs> the listeners at home, Mark waved at me. <laughs> We've got somebody running our bar. 
Charlie the barman is back, also known as Professor Kerensky. Ah, yes. It's Charlie, the professor of the bar tonight. Professor of the bar. So I think we are all here. Oh, there's some mandrels and wolfweeds making their way. I think there are some passengers in their foil suits that will there's been a bit delayed. They'll be coming later. They are still boarding. So hopefully they will make it in time. Should we start with our first category? Yeah. And we start with best villain. You read them out and I'll say who's won. Uh, Great. And we've got a chair each on the stage here, everyone. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want to run around Paris, you're quite welcome. I'm good. I just want to stay here. (laughs) I'm taking the sights. Paris can come to us. The nominees for best villain are Lady Adastra, the creature from the pit. We call it... The Pit. Scaroth, City of Death. Trist, Nightmare of Eden. Are you claiming superior knowledge? And Skagra, Sharda. Doctor, you will give to me everything that you have in your mind. Your mind shall be mine. Sharda. (laughs) Sharda. I mean, we talked about Davros... But he wasn't the best Avros. No. That's why he wasn't there. Out of the drugs one, we had Trist and Diamond, but Trist was the more sort of sneaky one, so that's why he made it. Well, I had Diamond, you had Trist, if you remember, but yeah. I was happy to go with Trist. Because I, I don't think Diamond was an out-and-out villain. Lady Adastra, absolutely brilliant. She had to be there. Very, very memorable. Do you remember oh, her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the pit. Just check in. In the pit, and then she's really dramatic. You gave me a look yeah, like yeah. you weren't sure. I mean, we talked about the Mavellans. They weren't particularly villainy, though. Sol Deed from the Horns of Nymon didn't actually make it. I think people might be shocked at that. For me, he was way over the top. And I think the ones that we've got, like Skagra from Sharda. They, they, it was just played better, I think. Oh, way more intimidating and menacing, yeah, for sure. And the winner of Best Villain is... Skagra! Yes! Uh, I mean, Skagra was brilliant. Really menacing, really intimidating, both in cartoon and real form. And he had that scar, and he walked around Cambridge in a ridiculous outfit, he, but he was he still menacing. down the lens of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really was. And, okay, maybe people are like, oh, it shouldn't count because it wasn't in the actual series, but no, he outshone everybody else. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about this argument. Now, on BritBox, it is part of the series, there is a says. whole other part of Britbox that has other, and it's not in there. It is considered part of that series, and Britbox is BBC as well, isn't it? So, if they consider it, I go. guess we should too. There we go. You've heard it here. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Like when I was looking for, it, I even went to other initially, thinking it would be there, and it wasn't. It was part yeah. of the season. 
and here he is he's getting his award now he's coming up in his amazing silver cape and his own red carpet from his spaceship yeah, it just, it's always in front of him actually right. you now he just has it as a permanent fixture it's yeah. always in front yeah. Yeah, there he is. He's taking it away in his invisible spaceship. There he there goes. We go. Off he goes. Disappeared. And it's gone. gone. Very well deserved. Okay, next up, Best Monster. Now we've got three nominees for this one. And they are Scaroth, the Jaggeroth from City of Death. Irato from Creature from the Pit. And the Nymon from the Horns of Nymon. You shall die. Yeah, monsters. There wasn't that many. I mean, Daleks. We didn't go for Daleks again just because. I think I had them down. Again, it was one I had down, but we agreed that they they weren't really of a menacing threat. They were just more there for the story. And Mandrels, the drugs one, we didn't have them in the end. Although they were okay. They just weren't. No, like we just decided we'd rather have three ones we remembered. Well, I remembered usually <laughs> three good ones than just adding a fourth for the sake of a fourth. Mm. So we had Arato, the big green blob, the controversial big green blob. And okay, some people might say that's the worst thing about the season. But I don't know, we really liked Arato in the end. I want Arato as my friend. He's a really strong character. All right, it had weird parts. But actually, in terms of like monster <laughs> and character, it was strong. And he's here tonight, sucking up all the stuff over there. Weird bits and all. <laughs> yeah, he's there, everybody. Give us a wave with your thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Scaroth as well. Okay, we had him in villain as sort of the human form, but we're talking about sort of like the alien, the one-eyed Spaghetti Man version, which is a really clever concept. I just like that image of the Spaghetti Man, but he's in a suit still at the end of the story. A really good reveal. It's one that we remembered. Um, It worked really well. Yeah, and if he wins tonight, maybe he can tell us what's under his suit. We can finally get that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe maybe the mystery's better. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your clothes on, Scaroff. Right. Come um, on. Come uh, on. Keep them on. <laughs> and then the Nymon as well. Now, I think this was more you than me. There wasn't... They're okay. I just... It was just a very memorable monster. As in, it's nothing... You know, it's similar to something we've had before, I know, and I said that at the time, but... In terms of, you know, it was the dominant feature of the story in the same way that Irato was the dominant feature of that story and it worked. Rather than sometimes, I'm trying to think, what are, you said them before and their name's gone, the little bugs, the wolfweeds. I love the wolfweeds, but I don't think they should be in as a monster because they just, they were there. Do you know what I mean? They just existed. I feel we've chosen three here that really were the essence of a story and really part of it. Um, and Naimon was, a, for that reason, is also here. Well, please let us know who's won. Very well. And the winner of Best Monster is... Erato. 
Yay! Here he comes. Blob it, watch out, oh, watch oh. out. Seru's about to hand Arato oh. his oh, trophy. Whoa, oh. watch out. <laughs> watch out. Can't oh. say anything, we have to touch. They'll talk well, through us, remember. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, if I touch if I touch Arato. Okay, so what do they have to say? Let's see what happens. Thank you for my Doska. I appreciate the award. They talk like you though, don't and they? Wish everybody normal. the best. Yeah, well, that's that's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's how we talk. That's how we talk using my voice. There we are. Oh well, he's off now. I'll have a go. Just one sec. Okay, you have a go. Go okay, and touch I'm just him. Gonna touch now. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what Mark was talking about. That was just really odd. Okay, there we are. <laughs> oh my god, that's the the history of the Doskers. Arato is the first winner to make a speech out of seventeen seasons. <laughs> Nobody has ever spoken on times. this stage. <laughs> we have tried. <laughs> Taking us to literally force ourselves onto them. There we are. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, there we go. Right, it's off the stage now. Supporting character. <laughs> and the nominees are <clears throat> Duggan, City of Death, Seth, The Horns of Nymon, Chris, Sharda. Uh, Professor Cronotis, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we met at a faculty party a few weeks ago. It's Chris Parsons. And Professor Cronotis. Sharda. There's no one interested in ancient history on Gallifrey any longer, and I thought that certain things would be safer with me. Now, loads of good ones. There's always good ones, but I think this season is even better. Yeah. This was a really strong season. This was difficult. Yeah. We did talk about... You wanted Della, actually, from Nightmare of Eden. <laughs> I did. I liked Della. I did I, like I just Della. didn't think she did... Well, she didn't really do <laughs> enough, I don't think, in, uh, in this. So... Yeah, wait, there's a wave to Della. She's over there with Trist having, having a... Oh, no, what was the name of... Who was that guy she was going out with? Della, What's his name? He didn't even make the list. Well, I also wanted Organon, but that was not oh, who you talked Organon, Organon, no. No, I mean, yeah, everybody really likes him, actually. I didn't think he was that... He was annoying. He was having a go... He's over there having an argument because he didn't have his... Didn't have his... Was it a sausage or a bit of meat or chicken drumstick or something that he didn't want, remember? He was, oh, he was eating his chicken drumstick at the end, complaining about something. Anyway, we've got plenty of chicken drumsticks tonight over there on the buffet table. So Let's talk um, about who did get nominated. Okay. Duggan. Duggan. Duggan was great in Paris. Yeah, he's punching the security guards over there as we speak. Well, we thought that that would be a useful resource for Duggan, just like we'll leave him over there, something to do, so he doesn't punch the guests. Hmm. We hired the person specifically for this task. Yeah. So, you know, they knew exactly what they were getting themselves into. Mm. They were open to it. He did a lot in that story, so he really deserved to be there. And he sort of saved the day as well by punching Sarah. He saved the day with his punching. So, absolutely. Yeah. And Seth, you love oh, Seth. Such, I love Seth. I have such a soft spot for Seth. I love Seth. I mean, in terms of contributing to the story, maybe not that much but I suppose he was entertaining in that way we've not had a character like that I cannot think of the last time but we've had like the hero that doesn't want to be what was the one with the you didn't like it but I loved it the money one oh the the sun makers yeah yeah 
And that's and that guy was like the reluctant hero, but Seth was completely different. Seth was like the reluctant hero in like a I really don't want to be, but, but I am. But also I'll try and match up to it, but I've no idea what I'm doing. And I have so much time for that. And we also had Chris Parsons from Sharda. Who I was hoping would be a companion. Yeah, if only. Yeah, again, he got involved so much, went along with everything. It was great. Got on with everyone, got really involved. That's exactly what you want in a supporting character. Mm. And Professor Cronotis as well. We really liked him. Yeah, great character. Um, nice sort of like backstory addition to the um, Time Lord world. Imagine if he, him and Amelia Rumford, Professor Amelia Rumford got on and had a little cottage together. That would be, I'd love to see that. What did, well, you talked about it being, what was it? Um, Professor Cronotis and... Chris and Claire. Oh, yeah, Chris and Claire. Their little adventures. That's what the spin-off needs to be. Yes, yeah. And canine. Well. Chris, Chris and Claire, the C's, the three C's adventures. <laughs> yes. Uh okay. Who is gonna win? Who will win? It's tough competition. Tough, tough. Let's find out. And the winner of best supporting character is Chris. Yay! Yay. Here he comes on his bike down the middle of the aisle. <laughs> He's great. I I mean, like, I was not, you know, subtle in my support of Chris. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah, I could definitely see him in more adventures. I can see him on Alien Planets. I could yeah, see for sure. I'd love to see that. I'd have loved to see that. And just just took everything in his tribe in the way that you'd want, want a companion to, but worked so well as a supporting character to the story. And he's a bit, like that kind of Douglas Adams character isn't it you can see him in Hitchhikers almost as like yes, the Arthur Dent sure. type of person very Arthur Denty. what should we go next let's do best story and the nominees are City of Death what a wonderful butler he's so violent Creature from the Pit why do you call it the place of death because anyone found here is automatically condemned to death Nightmare of Eden he died how did he die he died and Sharda just the water, the punt, a strong pair of hands, and a pole. Sharda is getting involved in a lot of these nominations. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Sharda, it was a good story. We did enjoy it. So, uh, well, let's say the ones we didn't include. So we didn't put in Destiny of the Daleks. And actually, looking back, that's probably the weakest of the season. That and Nymon. That and and Nymon, although you you like Nymon more than me, I did enjoy I did enjoy Nymon, but but you really like Nightmare of Eden as well, the drugs one quite a lot. I did. I love Nightmare of Eden. I would say the strong stories this season were really strong, and the weak, which is why the weak ones just they weren't bad, but they weren't as good. Like when you have such a strong season, you know, when you've got like Sharda and I mean, you know, we're in Paris, you know. And all of that, these these ones that were like set in big cities, they're really big things to like compete against. Well, who has won? Let's find out, shall we? And the winner for best story is Sharda. Yes. Yes. See, loads I mean, of people love. I mean, loads of people love Sharda. Loads of people love City of Death as well. 
Um, but no, it, for us, that's our type. We really enjoyed the Douglas Adams stories. Yeah, we've really enjoyed them. And I would love to see it in the episodic way. I've sort of said that. I'd, I'd need a gap before I go back and do it. But <laughs> it worked really well as a feature. I don't know. I'm, I'm really glad it got made. I'm really glad it does exist because it is great. Okay, right. Make sure everybody is topped up with drinks. Charlie the Barman is over there. Just getting everybody sorted. He's getting the he's serving the Mavellans a nice Terry Nation. They love of a bit course. of a, a blue liquid. I noticed that Edith has a new platter. She's called the um the Dougie after Douglas Adams. <laughs> the Douglas Adams platter. Is that yeah, what it's the Dougie. Oh nice. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what's on it. It's all like spacey, but Spacey with a sprinkling of Raxo in. <laughs> it looks very tasty. Okay, so we've got bear, yeah, best regular. Well, it's from Romana, Canine, and the Doctor. Yeah, they've so, been our trio. Should we announce and then talk about them? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And the winner is Romana. Yes, I mean. We, sometimes Ramona. <laughs> sometimes, yes. I'm glad you got a name right. <laughs> so, okay, let's just get the first bit out. It was never going to be K9 because we're no, not a fan of the this voice new K9. Was so annoying. Ever, as soon as that voice was blurted out in that episode, we knew that wasn't going to happen. And the whole characters changed. It just wasn't working. And then actually, the Doctor as well in this season. I said it quite a lot, and then towards the last few stories, you said it as well, where he's taken a few liberties he's been a little bit over the top there's a few moments where we're like he's still amazing and great and he's very strong and he has very strong moments but it's start uh, those weaker moments those sillier moments this I just think where I'm just like I think you... he's mi- he's misjudged it a little bit sometimes yeah I feel like he's lost the point it's a, the point of the character versus the point of him act like what am I trying to say he's choosing these moments to be silly and have fun over the choice of being the doctor and being the character you know um, and there's a lot of liberties with that and just I noticed it really towards the end of just unnecessary just really unnecessary things I thought it's just not needed and and actually it's to the detriment of well, it's to his own detriment because, you know, he hasn't won the season <laughs> Oscar, has he? So his performance has come to the detriment of that. And Romana, you weren't too keen on her to begin with. I mean, she was a bit of a shock at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I think she's got stronger. Those last two, like Naimon and Sharda, I think she was very good in. Yeah, definitely. It's just taken a little bit longer to get her settled in or to get us and to us get used to her as well to find that different character yeah it's interesting for a season of such strong stories it's interesting that our regulars were a bit like up and down all yeah. over when Romana was good and when I think they worked out who she was and what she was supposed to look like and all that sort of stuff she was strong and like the last two or three she was very good and the, like almost better than a doctor we'd said that sometimes there was like one two where we were like you don't even need the Doctor. Well, we've talked... I think we've talked about a lot of the other characters around them in these stories. Yeah, we've had really, really strong characters, really strong side characters. That's really helped. 
Yeah, and we haven't. I mean, we have talked about the the our regulars, but not. I feel like we've seen these stories through the guest characters more than through our regulars. Yeah, for sure. This comes back to my argument that the role of the companion should be the eyes of the viewer. And that, however much I've really enjoyed Romana in the last few uh, stories, it's because the Doctor hasn't been as good that I've been able to enjoy her more because he's been silly and stuff and she's in that role. And we've even said there was there was one where we were like, you didn't even need the Doctor. Like She was just getting on with it. And that's kind of not the point. You need someone there that is... And that's why I really was hoping someone like Chris would join because you need someone. It works so well when it is... Be it a space person, be it someone from the present, be it someone from the past, whoever. But you need that person that is the audience that is in the adventure with them. And you kind of got away with it in the last season because the whole point of the season was different because the whole point was like, there was a quest and it was part of the quest and that was very different and that fit. But now we're back into this rolling, well, this is what we do without the randomizer, but still that's another point that we'll get to. I just feel that that is what is missing. Uh, would Are you happy going into another season? Would you be happy with another season of Romana Canine and the Doctor like this? I mean, I feel like that's what it is. So I haven't really got a lot of choice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I think, one of them to go. I don't think that that three works. So whether that's K9 goes or I think three works. I think three is a magic number here. But whether it's a new doctor, which I don't see happening yet, maybe the end of, I think like, don't think we've got much longer. I think maybe one more season. I think this could be, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. I feel like we've either got one more or two max. So maybe Doctor going or Romana. But considering that she's still there, I don't think that's going to, I could be wrong. We could start the season that it's a new person like we did this. I could be completely wrong. I just don't think that's going to be the case. Only because... I know that you said to look out for things about them not even making eye contact. So I know she's like I know she's around at least for a little, even if it's only half of it. I know she's around <laughs> for a bit. I, but in an ideal world, I think one of them would change, and the dynamic has a shift because it's not that it doesn't work; it's just not interesting enough. But equally, I don't feel that there's long for this dynamic. We'll enjoy them tonight while we can. <laughs> <laughs> If I was the BBC and I got to the end of that season of him looking about, I'd be starting to get a little bit pissed. And that's why I feel like, and equally, if I was an actor and I'm looking about like that, I'd be asking myself, why? Like, why am I getting bored? What? So I just don't feel he's got long. No, I totally agree. But I've also just thought, remember when we were talking about it being a bit too dark and Mary Whitehouse was complaining and the drowning and all that stuff, it might be a little bit of a response if you're talking about like the BBC and start a little bit of a response to that from a few seasons ago where it was getting a lot of criticism at least if he's mucking about and being silly they don't get that kind of criticism of it being too violent for kids and all that you know it has it has changed its tone since that time i think you can change that with the writing i mean and that's what's happened with the douglas adams writing you don't need like 
There's no, there was nothing really violent in this whole series. There wasn't, and nothing like, I mean, maybe there was a bit of blood or something, but even like, I don't know, the, when someone's been shot by a gun, like a ray gun or you something. You don't even see it. You used to see everything. You just don't, It it's very more sort of panto stunt to gun rather than, yeah, the sort of, the deaths in it and everything. I can't think of anything that's like, we've said, oh, that's really gruesome or oh, that's not very nice to see. I can't think of anything that's been so bad this season. No, even like the murders, they've all been off screen, really. Yeah. Well, and like, what's the name on the screen? Like, ah! Oh my god, we have to give a shout out to Maggie, who is Maggie. here tonight, star of Nightmare ah! of Eden. She is here. She's She's... If you ask her, she'll throw the face. Yeah, she is around everyone in her lovely foil outfit. She'll be signing autographs <laughs> tonight on the door. No, we're just waiting for them to land. Any moment yeah. now, they'll be landing. Yeah, Maggie, she is, uh, yeah. Maggie and her holiday crew. <laughs> okay, right. Well, we need to just have a just head out over to our catwalk, which is just uh, over this side of the Eiffel Tower. Everybody, if you like to look around here uh, for the uh, clothes watch, well, best outfit award. Yeah. Uh, so let's want to buy clothes watch. Yeah, <laughs> let's see who's on the catwalk tonight. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So first up, we've got Romana in her pink and white uh, Doctor's outfit from Destiny of the Daleks. She's working it. So there she is, Astra. You stole my face! <laughs> no. <laughs> Astra, I don't even know her. <laughs> Next up, we have the spacesuits from Nightmare of Eden, the foil all-in-one with the lovely shades, as modelled by Maggie. She's blinding. <laughs> I think it's roast chicken for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she certainly foiled me. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare of chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thanks, Maggie. Uh, and then next, <laughs> we have the Nymon Guard outfit with the big shoulders and the big feathers. He's got pads for days. He's padding it. How many guards have you seen today? I've seen three. <laughs> you could take an eye out with that. Sold deed. Sold he didn't. And last up, we've got Skagra in his hat cape, holding his carpet bag from Sharda. Working it. Bag it up and lock him away. (laughs) He's off to punt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear, these are getting terrible. Oh. They are our nominees. Okay. Um, right. Mark, you can read who won. <laughs> okay. And the winner is the Eden spacesuits. Yay! Yay! I'm back down the runway. Yeah, she is. She's running up. Look at that smile as I give her the <laughs> award. <laughs> I mean, we talked about those a lot. 
to go into space, you need your full foil onesie and you have to have the shades most importantly you cannot oh yeah protect you from everything they do well apart from a mandrel attack they protect you from absolutely everything that you need in space uh they just stood out they were obviously quite cheap but they were so much fun and they they just stood out they're memorable that's what that's how we award things if they're memorable usually how we award things yes (laughs) hopefully they're good but also it doesn't matter they should be memorable like maggie (laughs) Maggie definitely helped in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Maggie, pull your pose. Ah! Oh, she goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was Maggie's acceptance speech on behalf of the outfits. Okay, so the icon, we just announced that. We've had uh, very obviously quite a, an in-depth debate about who the icon could be. And we have decided a winner. And this is of somebody that has influenced the whole season for good or for worse. That uh, person or thing or, or something that just sums up the whole season for us that we're going to remember. And the winner of 20... <laughs> Somebody again. <laughs> it's going 2017. I'm like, no, season 17. And the winner of season 17 Doscars icon is Douglas Adams. Yes. <laughs> slightly different than usual it's not character or the control room like you've had before but we have talked a lot about Douglas Adams he was the script editor for this season he obviously wrote Sharda one of our favourite story as well but even though he just wrote that one you can just still see his influence I think a lot throughout with the tone some of the characters you, you can really see that um, and that's why we thought he would be great for the, for the icon of the season. And uh, yeah, it's great that, Doug, that Doctor Who had Douglas Adams, actually. Yeah, great. And like, I mean, what a great learning place for him as well in terms of what he went on to do after. Um, but that influences throughout this season. Hopefully, I'm sure people will agree, a worthy icon of the season. Okay, next we've got... Best cliffhanger. City of Death, part one, when Skagra reveals for the first time his alien face. City of Death, part three, I think, when the Doctor goes back in time to see Da Vinci and Skaroth is there in history. It's another great moment. We've also got... Um, Destiny of the Daleks, the cliffhanger where Davros wakes up. Very dramatic. And we also have Horns of Nymon. I think it's episode three where Romana has disappeared and Soldid comes in and blasts the, the equipment so Romana can't get back and then he heads towards the Doctor's face very close and very close up. So I hope I've described them properly. Like, there were a few memorable things in this season, but not anything... I mean, not like back classic days when you had a really great freeze frame, which I wish had come back. Yeah, and also, there's none from Skagra because I watched it. Well, and James did as well, didn't we? We watched the cinema, which we had no clue. We all, we all, wish, we all watched the film version oh, of it, yeah. We did as well, you were going to do yeah. episode. Yeah. We all watched the full version, <laughs> so there were no cliffhangers. So for that reason, this that was um, void from this category. I don't think there were any that memorable ones in, from what I remember from Sharda. 
there wasn't that anything great. I think it was mostly like the first few with that ball coming towards it, and I think there was Skagra being like, I'm going to take over the universe. There wasn't anything amazing, I don't think, from Shardra anyway, that we would have chosen. Um, you like that Nymon one. I, I had a problem with the Nymon ones because I didn't think they were very well directed. I just remember that one was the one that convinced me to keep watching. <laughs> well, they've done their job. so. And that's sometimes, yeah, half a battle. Because... I remember it was a really close shot as well, and it just felt like there was nowhere to go. And I was like, ooh, how are they going to get out of this one? It felt really, like, tight, and I was like, ooh, this will be interesting. And it felt memorable for that reason. And you liked when Davros was waking up. You thought that was quite dramatic. I like the City of Death ones because you're not expecting him to rip off his face like that. No, no... they're great ones. They're they're really good. And then that extra twist, the sort of timey twist of actually, oh, it's him again in Back in Time. Yeah, the time one's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, So I think they were the most memorable ones. Um, So let's announce the winner of this cliffhanger. I tell you, I can't remember this one. And the winner of Best Cliffhanger is... City of Death, uh, going back in time to Da Vinci's time and seeing Skagroth, Roth, Skagroth, and seeing. Mark, I mean, you need to say that all again because it's true for City of Death. So you just announced in City of Death. <laughs> okay, City of Death, Part Three, when the Doctor goes back in time and finds Skagroth in Da Vinci's times. <laughs> we all know what I mean. It's like we'll work. I haven't actually quite mastered the announcing of the cliffhanger awards <laughs> just yet. It's a new category. We've got to get used to it. Um, and it does mean I should look up the numbers one day. Uh, but we all know. We all know that one. We know that one. We know Seat of Death. Everyone. <laughs> it's a great one. It is a really strong one. Okay. Worst moment then. Not too many to choose from for this season, but enough that we have nominees. Would you like... Uh, have you got them? Oh, you're going to have to read them, love. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a winner here, but I ain't got them. Oh, okay. And the nominees for Worst Moment are... Canine's new voice this season. The Mist is a better interface and is therefore dangerous, Master. Permitted, Master. No randomizer being used in this season there being an a door to the pit in creature of the pit everybody getting in and out very easily considering it's a pit and the moment at the end of nightmare of eden where the doctor goes in to eden and is does that really silly shouty moment when he gets all the mandrels The randomizer was really fucking annoying. Let's just say it now. Like, there's a few. Isn't there a reference to it or not? I can't remember. There could have been. It definitely is ridiculous that they set up a whole thing for it and then it's like just never thought of again. Really, like, I think maybe in that very first episode they're like, "Where's a randomizer that takes them to the Daleks?" Maybe, but then after that, we don't. They're just already in Paris. Yeah. Um, they, there's a, a distress call in Nightmare of Eden, so they follow that. Shard, they go because Cronotis asked them to go. Oh, and Nymon, they crash into the ship and stuff because he's fiddling with the controls. So 
yeah, they don't actually use it. And that, yeah. I don't know. It's it really, been... really ridiculous and annoying to have set something up and then, like, so it would be almost like, here's your new companion for the season and then you start the season and then you just don't have them in it. They could have made something of the story. Like, they're with us on the TARDIS and then it ends and then you start the season and they're just not there. And then like, they're never, see, like, ridiculous. So that really annoyed me. As did, as we've talked about a lot, K-9's voice this season. K-9's voice was so different and the character was, and it was just, considering last year, that last year, last season, that K-9 was our best supporting character. Like, really strong. We were big K-9 fans of that and just such a change. Uh, the door to the pit has been talked about in depth with ourselves. People on Twitter also talked in depth about it, I noticed. Um, it's not just us that has had this discussion. It's it's such a simple thing and yet so easily spotted. And I think that's one of those things where you can tell that budgets and time have played in here because they've probably just thought, do you know what? Like, surely someone along the lines thought, hang on, but how do we get in here? And they've gone, it's all right, we've got time to figure it out. And that was that. And it it's a shame because it ruins... I mean, when I think back to, like, season one, right, and we had all those cave things. <laughs> a lot of caves. literally climbing into things and stuff. Like, none of that. There's just literally, they're just in a pit and can get out of it very, very easily. Yeah, I know Barbara was jumping over... Real caves, pretty much, and yeah, falling exactly. down. People We're fell down like and that to to this. Yeah, like Thals, they fell down and like died. You know that guy with the rope, and he fell down and like yeah. And then the last one was the end of Eden with the Doctor that we mentioned. So just annoying, and I think that just summed up for me at least, and I'm sure you feel the same. Like why we felt a little bit of frustration with the Doctor this season. Okay, oh, who's won? Who has won worst moment? Um, shall I say? And the winner of worst moment is Canine's voice. Hey! Not good, not good. He's not here tonight to collect his award. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> we want his other voice back. I mean, I suppose they tried to. They said he had laryngitis in the first episode, so at least they've tried Doesn't to explain. Doesn't explain the character change, though, does it? No, but it, yeah, that's what it was. The writing of K Nine just completely went different. Just everything changed about K Nine. Yeah, it's a shame. He's been around for a while. What is his fourth season? He's been around a long time, actually. And you were so excited when he first arrived. I know. <laughs> and now he's and now he's just like, oh, it's K Nine. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he might have a resurgence or a, or something might happen with him but we'll find out mm. okay and now we need to go over to the Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award everyone's favourite award of the night as listeners should know by now the uh, Sir Ian Chesterton Award is voted for by our uh, coffee members so thank you for your nominations on this so we decide the shortlist and then we put it to the coffee members to decide who wins the most heroic moment of the season and the nominees are Duggan 
for knocking out Scaroth in City of Death. I will change it! Seth for stepping up and being the hero Tika wants him to be in Horns of Nymon. Chris not letting anything faze him and embracing the adventure in Sharda. It's a robot. Of course. A robot dog. Yes. Neat. And Claire helping Cronotis, fixing the TARDIS and embracing the adventure in Sharda. This, uh, it's a conceptual geometer relay with an agronomic trigger, a totally defunct field separator, but it doesn't matter, we can dispense with it if we can get that interfacial resonator working again. There we go. More Sharda love there. Um, also, I think four really great nominees. Previous winners have been Charlie the Barman. <laughs> Who's here tonight? <laughs> Who's here tonight? <laughs> Barbara. Who else has won in the past? Oh, we um, need to go through our wiki again. Uh, uh, did Susan win? No. Uh, Sarah Kingdom, I think, might have won. Sarah Kingdom, yeah. Uh, hang on, I'll tell you now. So actually, Susan did win season one. In more recent times, we've had uh, D84. Oh, Amelia Ducar going undercover. Yeah, we've had Miss Hawthorne. Um, so, I mean... Brilliant people, brilliant yeah. people. Who is going to win? The votes are in. We have a winner. And the winner of the Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award Season 17 goes to Duggan from City of Death. Hey. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Duggan is a fan favourite. Um, yeah, listener Lucas says the most important punch in history has to go to Duggan. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great well, moment the whole way through he seemed pretty useless and then he literally saved the day yeah and um, Andy as well says Duggan totally wins this for the most important punch in human history as well yeah so I mean it's it's fairly unanimous there Seth was great as well I know you love Seth um, and he would have been great there up next to Charlie the Barman on our on our awards but I'm un- Miss Hawthorne unknown, unworthy unknown <laughs> hero but yeah but no, I think Duggan, yeah, Duggan absolutely deserves it. Well done, everyone. Thank you, everybody who voted. Here we go. Another season done. Another, I can't believe it. I can't believe. I say this every season, but I can't believe that we're already talking about the next one. And it's 18 now. Into the 1980s as well. So we're going to go, you know, 80s is going to be... Very different, I think. But before we start on the 1980s, we have the 1970s All Stars Awards. I know. To look forward to. Oh, so like don't a, worry. All ten years is going to be. It is fine. So our coffee members are going to choose our winners for us. So it's going to be fine. The voting has already begun. There's some I've Twitter seen. Polls I've seen it on <laughs> Round one has started. So we've got a few more of those. Uh, and then our coffee members will get a survey, or you should have probably had the survey by the time you hear this as well. So um, don't worry, don't have to remember too much. And I'm sure once we start talking about them, you will remember such classics as Greg and Petra from Inferno. 
And no, that's not them. Oh my gosh, say already. No, Petra, you know, when there was that parallel universe with the volcano, they were drilling to the centre of the earth and he was like, and it all went and everyone turned into like primordy creatures. And the, the brigade leader had the eye patch. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're going way back to the beginning of the third Doctor, so that's a lot to talk about. So that'll be fun. And then we will head to the 1980s. We will see you all then. Thank you, everybody who made it to Paris. Uh, Thank you, everyone that supports us and helps with voting and stuff. And yeah, it's very much appreciated. Yes. Yeah, we better we better head off. Um, There'll be a few. Charlie's going to be making terminations for a bit longer, so you've got plenty of time to have a drink with the Mavellans and all of our winners tonight. Uh, and plenty of chicken drumsticks over there for uh, Organon and Narato. <laughs> uh, uh, make sure you give him a hug as you go out. And yeah, we will see you all very soon. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho if you want to get in touch in the meantime. Bye. 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 Two. Watch who?